these right here, so. Oh, we topped Whoa. it. Cole topped it. Okay. Ready to go. Yeah. Eight iron. Oh, we shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he on the sink. Welcome back to another episode of the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by your hosts, Kevin and Mark. What a week. What a week, yeah. What, what a week, week. indeed, yeah. What's been going down? What is happening? What <laughs> is golf about these days? I know, it's been a heavy week, hasn't it? All sorts going on. We've had the news from the PJ Tour. We've had the PJ Tours finishing now with the Tour Championship ending. We've had so much going on. We've got, We've got the Liv, Liv poking rumors. the rods in. Liv's back this week at Boston. We've got so much going on, so much to talk about. But before we get on to that, let's talk our golf again because I'm getting there, you know. I'm getting there. No, I'm getting there no, as well. No, I'm getting there. I'm getting there with the scorecards in my hands. That's what People I'm doing. People are saying, fucking hell, when, <laughs> I, when, when I'm hitting it. Honestly, Hayden was like, fucking hell. He was like, like that position you're getting into, he's like, that strike. He's like, that's a joke. He's like, oh my God. Went in and I like, told Dave, Dave actually saying, Hayden just been coming in saying how good you were hitting it there. What are you putting that down to? Just actually. Just honest. Do you know what, li- what I'm putting it down to, right? I think Dave switched his focus from hip, me like getting the left ass cheek showing yeah. like, the hip movement to covering the ball with the chest. Because that X, that's an X factor, that, with the hip movement. You know I mean? Not a lot of people, like I stand there, even just static, and try and twist me shoulders and me hips. And I suppose you can always lean back when you can still turn to the ball, but lean back, couldn't you? Well, that, no, but this is when you, you get your twi- like Rory leaves his back to the target and turns yeah. his hips and then brings his body through. Yeah. Whereas my hips, like as much as I try and move my lower body, there's minimal movement. So I sort of adjust my posture a little bit to be over the ball. And then concentrate on getting my right side through, but mainly getting my chest and me, uh, me, me upper body over it. Yeah. And while the upper body's there, the lower body comes as well, but just because it's a lot easier to move and I can work on the hip flexibility, just that strike of staying on top of it with my hands behind and waiting for the strike, yeah. it's just, it's become next level. Is it, yeah? Honestly, it's scary. You need to get that scorecard in your hand now and see I if know. you can trust it. I know. Well, do you know what? It was, it was funny you say that because on one of the shots, I turned up and I was like, I'm just going to treat it as on-course practice. And they shank me first shot <laughs> off the first. <laughs> the <laughs> With a five, five iron off the like you, you know, when I get the big dog out. I know, this is what I mean, but I said, I'm going to stick to my guns, I'm going to practice my irons, I'm going to hit it. Shanked it, and I was like, <laughs> and it just like scullied along the floor, but then they hit five iron, again, up to by the green, chipped up and down, forgot about it, oh, and brilliant. then started flushing it, but... It was like, it was as I was standing on the tee and took me grip because I've weakened my grip a little bit. And I was standing there, I was thinking, I was a lot like, going on in there. I know. Well, I'm just, while I'm not got, as you say, no scorecard, there's no thing. I'm just building the, I'm just ingraining it all in. Yeah. But, um, so I stood there and I was like, oh my God, like, this is a real golf shot here. And started like panicking, you know what I mean? And it just, <laughs> shanked it, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, then, like, I've that played another two lots of nine holes since then. And, uh, it's coming. Is it? I'm going to enter a, a, a few late Northern Order of Merit, I think. <laughs> Here we go again. No, you should, though. You should, though, because obviously you've done so well last year. Got your handicap down, playing in all the tournaments, and obviously winning that pro event, getting into open qualifying, and I know priorities. Back. Yeah, priorities take over with the house and stuff, but yeah. I think now you should get yourself back yeah, back on top of it and start playing more and getting yourself well, into yeah, competition goals. It's better playing. I'd rather play, and even if I go... I'm just happy to have you back as a bogey boy, to be honest. I was yeah. getting a bit worried we had to rebrand. I know. 
it's even like just getting out there and just practicing. And as I'm doing the on course practice, using like what Tiger says, where he just jibs a few tournaments a year to practice a few shots, going to a northern order of minute with no expectation, no nothing, and just swinging freely and just just playing. Using it's it as, it's using six it holes rather than new course. That's exactly, that is exactly what I'll be going for. Yeah, Jack Brooks is going to win it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, else so there's no point in playing, is there? <laughs> uh, so go on then, talk to me about yours. So similar to what you're saying there, I think, you know, when you talk about trusting the golf swing and trusting what you're doing. So I've been practicing quite a lot and just going the range and obviously playing a lot more at the minute. Um, And I think with me, the more I play on the course, the more my scoring gets better. It's the same for everybody. Some people practice more to get better on the course. But I think the more I play, the better I get. Um, It was off the yellow tees. So it was an opportunity for me to get a bit more aggressive. Remember, we said we played the... 500, 300, 100, and I was hitting yeah. more, more drivers and having more wedges. I, knew that, I and... knew that that when we were filming that video, I even say, I said, this is going to help your golf so yeah. much, even just confidence-wise, yeah. knowing that you can. So just hit it. I, I parred the first, and then I stood on the second tee, and there was no reason why I shouldn't have hit driver. I should have just got the driver out and hit it. And then, anyway, I think, no, I'm just going to hit the rescue wood. Hit the rescue wood right, and then just hack it down. Ends up making it eight on the second. Oh, my God. So I'm three over, three two. Anyway, you know what it's like when you make an eight. You don't sort of relax but you haven't got a score going so you're thinking ah do you know what let's just enjoy it now because I was putting a bit of pressure on myself because I was playing half all right and it was off the yellows and I'm more comfortable off the yellows because there's a lot more shorter irons in which is me me the strength in my game anyway start just playing start playing all right then bogey the third and four over through three thinking oh where we go again six over through six this is what's going to happen and then all of a sudden it just starts clicking um did you warm up yeah I got there an hour before and oh, warmed up yeah yeah so done everything as as I normally would uh, no, felt... you normally don't warm up, like. What? <laughs> <laughs> in tournaments, I do. Oh, do just, you? When I'm just going for a knock after work, then there's time limited in it. So, I, anyway, I get there and I start hitting the ball really well then. And then from the fourth hole to the ninth, I'm level par, one birdie, one bogey, nice. uh, four over at the turn. Anyway, I end up shooting an 80 for the 74. And the caps come down from 5.4 to 5.2. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking. So, How are you, I don't know what's I, going on. I think once I hit the twenty cards, it's gonna. I thought if you didn't have, if you didn't have twenty, yeah, you have. I've got twenty. I've got eight good cards, but I haven't got twenty overall. You play every week. Not in the comps, I don't. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So I think I, yeah, I do remember thinking because um, David was saying something like, if you were off, you wanted to play in a big amateur event, and you were off, plus you're off scratch. And you just don't have your 20 cards, you'd be off plus three, so you just don't put your cards in and you can play in them. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah, so yeah, I'm off five. But don't you but... take back to 2017 and all that? Well, yeah. Yeah, well, they won't now because I've got my eight cards in for the last over the last two years anyway. Right, I see. I've got eight competition cards and When in are you up getting 20 in? Well, I'll just work on that over time. No, but how many have you got? I haven't looked. Oh, it's okay. I haven't looked. I know there's definitely there's over a eight. big countdown to this. <laughs> <laughs> like, Pressure's I'll, on. I'll escort you to the golf course the twice a week. Pressure is on. No, I might just put some casual rounds in. Yeah, well, like, you can do them just to get. Yeah, just log into the golf and before you start, and then you've 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 got. I think the I do need to. Mindset. Yeah, I think for next year because over the last two years since we've been doing the podcast, I've been inconsistent. I've been practicing and then not practicing, and my game was awful. Now it's still bad, but it's okay. It's nowhere yeah. near the level that I used to be at. But I think if I can get me 20 cards in and get to a handicap of, I don't know, say seven or eight, I think I could be comfortable off seven or eight. I think five is a bit too low for me, but off seven or eight with a bit of practice could be quite dangerous next year off that handicap. What's going to happen is you're going to go up 
and then your practice is going to increase, and then you're going to be blitzing people. Then well, this is it, yeah. <laughs> yeah this is it, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. That SNA club account card's going to be fucking about a grand next yeah. year. <laughs> In a nutshell, the game is getting there. It's better. The days of having those shots off the tee that completely ruined scorecards have pretty much gone. Um, when I'm missing, I'm mi- I am missing left still, but it's not miles left. It's just a pull now. So nice. um, it's not disastrous. So I'll put myself in a few tricky spots and have to rely on my short game. Made an unbelievable birdie on 15. Now, 15 is where I struggle. When I, you know, when you turn and yeah. play them last four holes, if I've got an half-decent card going, I do struggle. So I've, um, I've just hit this four iron and Danny's got it on his garm and it went 248 yards. Did it? Four iron, yeah. I had 56 in, knocked a 56 to about three and a half foot. Knocked What's it all that? <laughs> <laughs> I had three and a half foot in my eyes. That's oh my why I don't God. miss them. <laughs> Kicking birdie for me foot. <laughs> and then I make a stupid bogey. Three put, 16 for oh. a bogey. But anyway, 80 for a 74. Handicaps down from 5.4 to 5.2, but we'll work on them 20 cards. Nice. Enough about us. What have we got golf news? So I think it was all a big PR stunt this, but... The names of the new players that are going to live started working as a ticket discount code. They did. So I've seen that. Like, it no laying up. Someone's done that. Yeah, no laying up. Posted it, didn't they, yeah. originally? Yeah. So, like, Neiman25 was working. Smith25 was working. Yeah. Tringale25 was working. So, it's like... Was Young25 Young25 was working yeah. as well. Which is a strange one because I think he's not going, is he? Well, do you know what? I've actually seen an interview with Cam, uh, Cam Young, sorry, and he said it's a really difficult situation, and it's not it's not anything anyone would have wanted to happen. I, I think it was wasn't meant to be this kind of hostile between the two. He said he definitely thought about it, but I think he's going to stay put. Right. So I don't know if someone could been be one in of his ear. I think he could be one of them players who was part of that meeting, where maybe that meeting has turned. It maybe it was before, I don't know, but there was strong rumours about Cam Young going, weren't there? Yeah, there was a lot of strong rumours, but I just the way he's come out, he hasn't said that flat out no or denied it. He's come out and specifically said, yeah, I've, I thought about it. it well, you, you wouldn't think about of it. Of course, yeah. If you're, a, if you're a hot prospect like he is, you know, Liv will, will want to throw money at him because he can see the talent he's got. He's yet to win on the PGA Tour, but he's finished second in two majors this season. He's one of them, though. He's like he's like up and coming. Like he's just burst onto the scene. He, he he everyone he's shocked everyone at the Open, and he's just he's been playing well, getting a few top tens. He's he's been challenging up there, hasn't he? It's it was a Genesis. He was he was the, he finished second to the Genesis behind Neiman, didn't he? It, with him, he's like a bit of like a why. Why wouldn't you go? But why would you go? You, yeah. you'd, you'd you'd back him either way, wouldn't you? He's he's at the age I think he's twenty three. Is he twenty four? Yeah. Um, he's young age, life. <laughs> at the age that he's at, you know, whichever route he takes, he's going to be an amazing asset for either one. Like the PJ Tour, a call now for that next generation of top talent. So you want to keep the likes of your name, and you want to keep the likes of your even Sun Jim, who finished third. He's still only twenty three. So to lose somebody like that, like these are all your young players who are going to be potentially multiple major winners oh, yeah. as they go from the age of 23 to 24, 25, 26, 27. 28, 29. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just, it was just mad. Like, but you know who, who the maddest name is? Like, and I know it's not mad in, in his stature or anything, but Tringale carries that 
record, doesn't he? Of yeah. The, of the, uh, the most, most money. Most earnings without well, winning. And now he's going to get more money. <laughs> <laughs> did you see his statements on Twitter? He announced it on Twitter, didn't he? Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, it's official. Oh, now, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, so he's, that. one that's, he's the first one to officially announce of this rumoured seven. So, he, um, yeah, he just done a statement and was just like, it's a, been a difficult decision, etc. They're just a normal spiel that you'd expect Shite. them to put out with, yeah. But, um, but yeah, he's gone now. He's ah, he's right. going to be at Boston this week. No way, decent. Yeah, so just oh, good luck to him, isn't it? Just the other six now. Um, I mentioned last week, didn't I? That I, I fancied Mito Pereira, he did. and he's um, he's rumored to be uh, him and Neiman both going. It's possible when I edit this podcast, the video, I can actually clip that to you just saying, I told you last week that I fancied Mito Pereira. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good luck, just leave, just leave <laughs> that bit in, sickest. <laughs> Yeah, you did say Mito. I think, I can't remember visiting that list, but I said, I was going bananas, wasn't I? Cantley's and all that. Yeah. But we both yeah. did. Yeah, Cantley, you were doing said, Zander. We both said Neiman, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, Zander. Well, do you know what? Tommy Fleetwood, we both said. Tommy as well. Yeah. We were nowhere near Larry, was we? What's his name? Lahiri. Lahiri, no. sorry, yeah. No. no, we were nowhere near him. Nowhere near Nowhere near Varner. No, that Mad was a one. Yeah, if it's true. If yeah. it's true. Yeah, he's heavily... Heavily rumoured to be going, isn't he? Well, him and Smith are the two like heaviest that are going to go. They'll be announced today, I think. Varner seems to have that tournament where he made like an, an eight and then he, he shot like yeah, ten over for that those was five when, holes. Um, someone was asking around at the back Slow of the green, play, yeah. dro- taking a drop, and they got put on the clock and all that madness. Yeah, thing, yeah. And then he just pat- he just free fell, didn't he? Yeah, I haven't seen him back really. He hasn't, he, since never, then. he hasn't come back since then. No. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was a bit of a... Um, Clever market, and I thought I lived that, I reckon. Bit, yeah. bit of a sneaky one. What, putting the... Putting the discount codes and leaking it? Yeah. Because no one's trying that off yeah. the back somebody of the... did. Somebody did put, when they initially set up the website and they were programming it, when they had a full list of players that potentially backed out, that they could have put the codes in then. And then, you know, over, the, over time, they just forgot about it because it's already programmed in. Listen... But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I get what when you, you mean. first set it up, you set all these codes up based on who's definitely going to be there. And then it's just about activating the codes. And then they've activated the codes automatically based on the tournament because they expected potentially you could have put Cam Young in at the last event or the first event and it could have worked, is what this guy was saying anyway. Yeah. But like, listen, these, two little sides tech, to story. these little tech nerds, they do all sorts of little things like that. You're a know? tech nerd now, <laughs> yeah. You fancy me over there. <laughs> But like they do all sorts of little things like that where it's like, oh, it got leaked or it or this happened. Like for them codes to, to work like that, it's just it's and then they got deactivated. Yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah. Look at the stare it caused on social media. So we know exactly we've got we know we've got then Cameron Tringale's gone. We know Cam Smith and Leishman are 99.9% there without actually having to release yeah. it. So then there's four left. Are we saying Mito Pereira, Neiman? Pereira, Neiman, Varner. Varner. And who's the last one? Lahiri. Lahiri. Maybe. Okay. And that's the seven. That just seems to be the ongoing consensus of the general public. Yeah, no. Yeah, it does. So. Some interesting teams of four that can be made out of that, that yeah. 48 when you put it all together now, isn't it? But if they, get, if they get Pereira and then they get that Leon, like they make like a Chilean team, it's broadening the horizon. Or they got, yeah. they got Grillo. Or something like they get like a South American team, and they could all half have like a continental sort of. Do you mean they got the Majestics versus the the Crushers or the Stingers, which yeah. is the South African? Yeah. And then and then they got the Cam Smith and Leachman, like making an Australian team. Yeah, yeah. 
getting almonds get his clubs out <laughs> the other golf news i've got then is an announcement where tiger and rory have been working on a new tech infused golf league Monday Night Golf. Monday Night Golf, yeah. What is that about? Two hours every Monday uh, with your favourite golfers. It's due to launch January 2024, and it's going to be a three versus three format in a stadium. And you see, obviously, everyone will have seen the pictures that yeah. of being bouncing around social media, but basically, whether they're going to do some sort of simulation style golf on a Monday. That I don't see it, mate. For three hours. I just think which. Unless will... Tiger's going to be there. Yeah. I don't see the crowd coming to watch that if the same three against three and it's the top golfers that are going to be play, participating in it we, we'll come on to in a minute when we talk about the pj tours new announcements with the elevated fields etc you've got players who are being committed to 20 events every week i mean if you've got to play 20 events throughout the season which is more than you want to anyway and, and then you've got to be you're being asked to night. play there on a monday what about your traveling traveling schedule what about your practice for the next week like yeah monday's your travel day or your family day yeah you got to go to... And is it going to be every Monday? Staples Centre in LA every fucking Monday <laughs> to chill at Woods. It's like, what are you on about? Uh, yeah. No, I know. So I just, I just wanted like, are to... Are they going to put out on the simulator? You have to chip 50 I yards? I have not got there? a clue. All Steve said is that it's a new tech-infused golf league. So uh, you'll have teams I'd of three. I'd put me bottom dollar that that doesn't get off the ground. Do you think so? They don't even launch it. It just depends how many teams of three they've got. If you've Why got... would they launch it so far away? January 24th. It's a long time ago, isn't it? Yeah. Same time as the uh, court case, that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The golf league launch is just as everyone's going to court, so it gets like, delayed. By anyway. that point, anything could have happened in the world of the golf, yeah, couldn't it? Like, yeah. Golf yeah. could be banned. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it is, it's, in, it's in partnership with the PJ Tour. Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so talking about the PJ Tour, the format Live Golf, I mean, my birdie bogey bus this week is going to be all about the PJ Tour's new format. Right. I don't know what have you got. Well, my birdie bogey bust is all about one man. The man of the hour, Rory. Right. Shall we get into it then? Let's get into it, yeah. It's that time again, y'all. The birdie bogey bust. The birdie bogey bust. Birdie bogey bust. My birdie is basically Rory's season. Like... Fantastic season, so, yeah. He's had an unbelievable season, hasn't he? Like he's won the Tour Championship, he's won the Canadian Open, he's won the CJ Cup, he's had ten top tens in sixteen starts, and he's top eight in all four majors, won twenty seven million, eclipsed Tiger Woods by being the first man to win the FedEx Cup three times. Unbelievable. Yeah. Birdie and, and, of life. And he's doing all that whilst he's taking on the burden of being the spokesperson in the player advisory council and well, everything. That brings me on to me bogey. Okay. Because he needs to shut up. Okay. Like, he, yeah, he come out and he's like, the reason that we've all got together is the, the like, this is paraphrasing, they've all got together is because we seem that the top guys were sort of doing their own thing, their own schedule. He's like, I turn on the telly if I want to watch the football. I want to see Tom Brady throw a football. If I turn on the F1, I want to see Lewis Hamilton driving an F1 car. Like, pretty sure... That's what Liv's whole thing was based on. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he just comes out. It's like anything, though. If if you've got an, if somebody's been in the industry for any industry for so long, and new innovation comes in, and then all of a sudden that innovation works and people like it, you are going to enhance your business to use what they're and using. Copy it, yeah. And in, in order to grow, you need to sort of 
adapt your style and adapt the way you're doing things. And I think that's what the PJ Tour are doing at the moment. If Rory is speaking his mind and then going out and still doing his job, then what what's the problem? No, listen, fair play to him, but like I just why hasn't he come up with a more original answer? Like or an original thing to say, like, oh well, this is what we're doing is we're doing this. We've seen what we've seen Liv have came. We've seen Liv are a threat. So what we're doing as a direct response to Liv, we are gonna be honest, do yeah. This. Just be deadly honest, yeah. yeah. Instead of saying the exact same things as someone else said, but not saying that that's Pass really it off as your own. Yeah. It's like it's it's exactly what Liv's mark we were talking about Liv's marketing strategy last week. Like you can put people on a poster and you can sell the events. Like what look at Wentworth. You don't see a, a poster like that for the Kazoo Classic, do you? Well, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday sold out of the exactly. With all the big names, all the big faces, minus the live players on the on the poster. <laughs> she pulls his tweet. It's great that one. I'm, I'm also playing as well, guys. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Fantastic. But do you know what I mean? But then, and that brings me on to me bust as well because me bust is Rory's comments about the live players, like saying, "Yeah, I hate it. I hate what it's doing for the game of golf." Well, one, it's actually brought more money to all use. Yeah. So without it, you would still be getting, we'd be getting less. Yeah. And then he's saying that it's going to be so hard to stomach seeing 18 of them at Wentworth when I go there in a couple of what weeks. What is his problem with it? No, nah, his problem is that's pure fear that because he's been so outspoken. So I think the players come up and say, what's your fucking problem? Wentworth next week is going to be the first of what we can expect to see in tournaments if the likes of Liv get world ranking points and they get the opportunity to compete as a established tour against the PJ tour. Yeah. Because you are going to see the meeting at majors and there is going to be a bit of, because nobody's coming out and saying that I hate the PJ tour from Livardi and the PJ tour. Like everybody's been respectful and said, look, the PJ tour, I've done a lot for me, for me career, but this is an opportunity for me. And we've spoke about it every week. We speak about it. Like there is room for live in golf. There's a opportunity for, new engagement with new fans around the world. It's going to be, golf is going to be displayed a, across a lot more um, countries now as well Yeah, with the best players in the world. But they're only the best players in the world if they get given the opportunity through the world rankings. And that'll bring me on to my birdie bogey bust. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my birdie is the announcement of the new format from the PJ Tour and what that is basically going to do for golf. Right. So, the PJ Tour have announced that in addition to the eight elevated for the announced in June, they've added another four. So you've got 12 elevated events. Yeah. The additional four have not been announced what tournaments they are yet, but they've guaranteed that they're going to have $20 million purses. Do you think they're waiting for like Liv to announce the schedule to then put the events directly Potentially onto them? Because, like the opposite of what Liv done? Because in, in Jay Monaghan's letter, he said, we'll announce these in around 45 days, and 45 days is towards the back end of October, which is when Liv finishes. To keep the PJ Tour relevant, because the FedEx Cup started down, it's sort of far to an event in it for a bit. Well, yeah, you've got the fall season now, which yeah. has always been the season where the majority of players have time off, and it lets the lower-ranked players come and play the tournaments. So all these new tournaments are proposed in this time, aren't they, from August to January? Yeah. 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 So what we've got is the 12 elevated events. So at the moment, we've got the three playoffs events. The Genesis, the Arnold Palmer, the Memorial, and the WGC match play are all going to be 20 million paces. The Century Tournament of Champions is up to 15 million. And the players from the Tour Championship who have not won a tournament 
then get to play in the Sony Tournament of Champions just to bulk that field up a bit more. I've just mentioned here the four. Change its name then. <laughs> <laughs> the Century Tournament of Tour Champions. <laughs> <laughs> the Players Championship uh, increased to twenty five million, which we know about, and then you've got the four majors, and then there's going to be uh, a requirement for players to have three additional FedEx tournaments of a player's choosing. So basically, what they're saying is, if you play the twelve elevated events plus the four majors um, plus the Players Championship, and then three of your own choosing of the other FedEx events, then that is going to be 20 events minimum that you're required to play. Yeah. The only players who are required to play that are the ones that are deemed as top players. So the, how they identify a top player is through the PIP. So the PIP has now been increased from 50 million to 100 million, and it's gone from the top 10 to the top 20. So what they're saying... Just that pull and toe out their ass and do the PGA tour. <laughs> like, what is going on? So the defining a top player as who you are in the top 20. Now, the issue, the problem with that is, is you're not necessarily always going to see the best players in the world in that category. Because if you look at it from last year, Colin Morikawa finished 11th after having an unbelievable season. I think he was uh, world number two at the doesn't time. Doesn't it go to 20 now, though? It goes to 20. Yeah. But if, if you use that category as potentially somebody missing out. Being 21 or something. If he was 21, exactly. So you could be third in the standings, but 21st in the player impact, and you don't you don't. Get and you're in. not defined as a top player for like, it, with even, a minimum requirement. Well, that's growing the game of golf, isn't it? <laughs> I, like it's, what, it's, it's growing your social media banter, isn't it? Well, well this you is, said that's getting moved. They've, removed, getting the, off, they've removed the social media metric uh, and the other Q score, which I don't know the ins and outs of, to be honest. Um, so I don't know how this is going to work out. But basically... The top 20 players in the PIP will be awarded at the end of this season with the money based on, like they did last year, Tiger won it, Phil was second, etc. And then them top 20 ranked players are going to be the top players who are required to play the minimum of 20 events, which is what we've spoke about there. So goes back to the conversation that Rory and Tiger had with the players is that, and everybody was supposedly unanimous when they, when they come out of this conversation, yeah. is that you need to see the top players playing. Underline the word supposedly exactly. unanimous. Yeah, so um, moving on from that then, so you've got other additions are that members, any, anyone who's a PJ Tour member at the beginning of the season will be given a £500,000 advance, that $500,000 advance, sorry. Yeah. Um, and that advance then will be given at the beginning of the season to help them fund the season. If they earn above and beyond 500k, then they get to keep the difference. So if they earn 2 million, they get to keep the one and a half. If they earn below the 500k, then the PJ Tour will cover the surplus. So you've got, right. so if they only earn 300k, they'll still get 500k to keep, but the PJ Tour will take care of the other 200k. And you've got to play in a minimum of 15 events. Right. So be eligible to keep your card. You've got to play 15 events. So they've got to, as long as the the tour members and they keep the they play the fifteen events, then they're gonna everybody is gonna earn a minimum of half a million pounds, which I think is really really good for the players who get the cards and are potentially not your Rory McIlroy's of the world or your John Rams of the world to help with the with the travel arrangements and the yeah, cost of living. Although you get your card, you don't actually quite know the financial situation of these no. players. Like you just. They could be and if you start missing cuts left yeah. right for the first three or four events, you can it, it proper takes like this is exactly yeah, do you know what this is? Exactly what I said when Liv first came out when I was saying that you give Eugenio Chichara, Chichara, what, Chichara yeah. what's yeah, his yeah. name, or whatever these players that unlimited f- 
pot of money, really, if they go and play, win a couple of live events, a few million, and they go and practice without fear, without anything, and then they can become a better player. Like that 500 grand starting block is an unbelievable start. You're not weighing into your own money. You can sort your your, your mortgage, sort everything out, and then go and play freely. Yeah. Knowing you've already got half a million. Definitely. Like half a million. Bit of till in it. Like. <laughs> it's not bad, is it? It's not bad for just starting because, you know. Like you say there, you could turn up to the PJ Tour, and like we've spoke about on every tour, really, if you if you go into a new pond, which Duncan McCarthy talks about, yeah, yeah. it's totally different. You're playing against a much higher calibre of players, and you've got to get used to that quick. It's not that you mightn't be good enough, but are you mentally prepared to compete at that level? Yeah. So it could take three or four tournaments of your missing cuts, getting used to t- even turning up and where you've got to go, where you've got to be, and how you're not being intimidated by the best players in the world, being on the putting green with you, and getting used to that environment. If you have crowds. three or four, yeah, crowds, exactly. Three or four tournaments of doing that, and then it might click. Whereas yeah. those three or four missed cuts could potentially lead you to think, oh my God, this isn't working. I've got no money in the bank. What am I going to do? Wife on your back. Exactly. Kids starving. Is this really for me? Have a, and then you see all these negative well, thoughts. You see it all the time. They, like these players go through these bad spirals and they go to dark places. Yeah. And like the mental health is a big thing. So that, like, that half a million buffer, like you can. One of the best things that came out of this, I that think. Is, I think that's what, like, what, yeah, it is the best. That is it, de- like, that's, the definition that of growing the game. Growing the game. Yeah, exactly. It is. One other thing as well for non-members, so people who um, are from 126 to 150 in the FedEx who get into the events for next year. Yeah. Um, if they miss the cut, they get 5,000 on top of any money that they potentially earn from the missed cut position. They will get 5K just to help towards that week's expenses and stuff. So although it's not, it's nowhere near your 500 case, so it can't be comparable, but it helps it towards helps, it? Like, travel you, expenses, you, a hotel for the week. You probably don't spend five grand in a week, do you? No know, tournaments, like, unless you're getting bottle service when you miss the cuts. <laughs> that could be the problem, yeah. yeah. I might just turn up all season, yeah, miss a few cuts and have a good one. light. <laughs> but it's like exactly what with that, that post that we put out last week about Greg Norman saying like, hey, um, Jay Monaghan saying, hey, Greg, can I copy your homework? And he's like, yeah, but <laughs> make sure it's different so it doesn't look the same. As it. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's quality, isn't it? No, it is. And you know what? Um, just to finish on the announcements and what was announced for the PJ Tour, well, and then I'll conclude me birdie. It was... Still um, on your birdie, Still yeah. on my birdie, yeah. I know this happens at times, doesn't it? So PJ Tour members no longer have to serve 15 years to be a lifetime member. It's either 15 years or 20 wins. So the likes of Rory and um, JT... Who've got twenty wins? Has JT got twenty wins? I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have said so. But maybe, maybe fact check JT. But I know Rory definitely has. Yeah. Uh, maybe JT hasn't. But um, basically, it's going to be another five, six, maybe seven years before JT hits that spot. So you would imagine he's going to get to twenty wins before he gets to fifteen years. Fifteen years. So I think for players like that, it's going to give them an opportunity to become a lifetime member before that. So. Anyway, Monaghan said on the back of this that our top players are firmly behind the tour, helping us d- deliver an unmatched product to our fans who will be all but guaranteed to see the best players competing against each other in 20 events or more throughout the season. Now, what's interesting about that is McElroy said everyone in that room, when they spoke, realised that this is the best way forward. Which, which just totally was not right. And then obviously we've got what John Ram said. That's but something. you could tell the utter confusion in his face when he was like, "What? Yeah, that's right." Even like if I, I'm going to go and play the the DP World Tour in the fall, then the Ryder Cup, and then this and that. And he's like, "I'm sure there'll be made there'll be an exemption made." And then the reporters like, "Do you know something? We don't." 
and he's like, "No, you don't. I don't know something." Ask the other two guys. Yeah, exactly. We and know it was we just like to. strange, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I just don't... got to put a little live pin in him there. <laughs> That's it. So we birdie is, and it's a, the the way I've set this up. We'll bring it nicely onto the bogey as well. So um, we're going to see now the best players in the world playing against each other in guaranteed events across the PJ Tour and the Live. So we know that um, players like to play between sixteen and eighteen tournaments, don't we? So yeah. you're going to have the best players in the world playing against each other on live. They've got 14 events next year, plus the four majors. And then you've got the 20 events, which include the majors on the PJ Tour. So as a fan, me birdie, is that what this does, what we spoke about the 500K, it gives those potential superstars the opportunity to rise quicker. We're going to see the best players in the world, 48 best players in the world on live, and then the rest on PJ Tour playing 16 to 18 events each year. Um, the best players in the world, different formats. So as a fan, it's sort of the controls back in the fans' hand. You can decide what you want to watch. You've got two separate formats. You've got the 72-hole traditional golf there where you can sit down and you can watch it for four days or watch the extended highlights or whatever. You've got the live format. And if live continue to finish theirs on a Saturday, then you're potentially going to get unbelievable golf of a weekend yeah. where you can watch the live events, then you can watch the, the end, Like, let's get it right. The end's the best, isn't it? The end is the best, like, yeah, it is. Unless it's a major or a player's. Um, but then hopefully, with having these elevated events now, them, them events are going to be like majors where yeah. you're seeing the best place. So you, you will want to watch all four days. In the morning, you might get to see Rory's group with um, Ram. And then in the afternoon, you might get Hovland's with, you know, and then you switch over to live and you've got like the team events and more of like a Ryder Cup style fun, yeah. quick action. Only It's only on for four, four and a half hours, the coverage. So you can sit there as if you're watching an NFL game or something, which is yeah. a bit longer. If, if you're into cricket, watch a 2020 cricket match, which goes on for an extended period of time, which is longer than a football match, you know. So I think me birdie is, and I know I went on for, for a bit here on this birdie. But... Was still here. <laughs> but basically, me birdie is just how um, the announcements from Liv mean that we're going to see the best players in the world play for 14 events. The announcement from the PJ Tour, we're going to see the best players in the world. So next year is set up for an unbelievable season of golf. Well, we already had like the most busiest season ever, wasn't it? This season and yeah. now we've got like the most busiest season but for the top players. Exactly. Is, it's it's better it's, for it is better from a fan point of view. It's what you want to see. But that then brings me on to me bogey. Okay. So given everything that we've said there and we're going to see the events, what we risk now is losing those live players in the majors if they don't if they're not given world ranking points. So for right, everything, that, everything that this is going to do from a fan's perspective, forget the businesses for now. So from a fan's perspective, we get to watch. If you're a Live fan, you get to watch the Live players play, bang, 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 all, all year. And then if you're a PJ Tour, bang, 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 or like me, I'm going to watch both. And you'll have a lot of people who watch both as yeah. well. And then what you want to see as, you, as you're watching the Live players and seeing who's the best players on that tour, and as you're watching the PJ Tour, who's the best players on that tour, you want to see them meet at, at the majors the same way that I agree that if you're on live, that you shouldn't go back to the PJ Tour and be able to play that. That's just fair enough if you choose live. Yeah. There's your 14 events. Do you know what I mean? Play your 14 events. And then if you're on the PJ Tour, there's your 14, 16 events. Play PJ Tour. But then in the majors, they should be able to meet. A million percent. I believe. Because you're winning a major against um, everyone that's the best players in the world at that point you can play. But if some of the best players in the world, talent wise, 
can they play? To play? Then it's it, it's it's proven it that it's an asterisk, isn't it? it? It's proven that um, DJ is one of the best players in the world. Yeah. Brooks Kepka is Bryson DeChambeau yeah. is. You know what I mean? These players, Even like Henrik Stenson, Lee Westwood, like these are top players. A Banter, Carla Torsi's, these have got potential. Yeah. Eugene Chikara, you know, young second amateur in the world. They've Bubba all got Watson, potential. Like Phil Mickelson, major winners. Exactly, like, yeah. So I think you're, you're bogey, going against past champions. There's no yeah. like past champions being omitted from the field for reasons of going to play another golf tour. It's just like and I know your bust was about Rory's comments about the BMW and what he's saying about the live, but this tournament, the BMW Championships, is probably going to be one of the most anticipated golf events oh, that we've seen sick. in years. And if they've got anything about them, they will pair them up. <laughs> like Rory yeah. needs to be in with Poulter or he with does, like, yeah. like, he does. like someone big. Because you could potentially have like Rory knocking a putter and getting in his face and fist pumping and things, you know, like Imagine literally Ryder Cup scenes, but on a on a just a, a regular event. Yeah. So I think we could see this a lot more where there's genuine rivalry. Well, I, this this tournament, this tournament could be a tipping scale of like, wow, there's a, there's something this is, here. Yeah, this is something, and this is what we're seeing. This I think, is what we need to play these off against each other, not in a hate, yeah, but not in a hate way. No, in like a competition competition yeah. way. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's me bogey yeah. at the moment. It's that if Liv are not allowed to get world ranking points, then unfortunately. They're going to go down the rankings and then they're going to have to qualify for. Obviously, they'll go through the open qualifying and they'll probably get in anyway, but there's no guarantee, is there? You've still got to go out and shoot the number. Um, but then, it, that, then again, you know what that does for, for growing the game? It, I'm not saying like me or whatever, but like some of the people who like go and qualify to try and qualify for the open, you've got another 18, 20 whales to try and beat yeah. on your way in, which shouldn't be in your way. No. You mean, it's bad enough going to second stage and like Armitage and Aaron Wright turning up, but never mind like Brooks and Bryson and that. Too, <laughs> I mean, it's like what you know, don't, don't need that. Brooks, eh? Like you just don't Doing need them people to be there. And they should, like they should be allowed to play. But you know, there's a lot of politics that sit behind it. You've got the 54 holes, you've got the no cut, and you know you have got to weigh up that. But I just think there needs to be a way for them to work because we need to see these live guys. In the majors, yeah, I really think that BM the BMW it went with is going to be a serious um, turn and point. point. Yeah, I do. Unless the fucking live players prop the field up at the bottom in eight with eighteen like miss cuts or whatever. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. why did you do that? That's it. Yeah, no. It's the point you need. Use. We need to get there Sunday. We need to have five or six live players and then the top players in the PJ Tour all within shots of each other. You need for the Rory time. versus someone head to head. Yeah. Like, Even Billy Horschel, defending champ, he's been very vocal about like yeah. people getting influenced by it and all stuff. So yeah, you know, you, there's a there's a number of golfers there who have been vocal about it, and it'll be interesting to see Ram um, how he reacts because he's always said he wants to play Ryder Cup with Garcia, and obviously Garcia can't play there no more, can he? So it's like Ram and Garcia are going to turn up, are they going to be? They're obviously going to be pally and speaking to each other, but Rory saying I don't want them to be there and stuff. So it's just going to be interesting how that. Off the course conversation. You regret that comment, me. I do. Like, if that's not him, that's probably being fed to him by like Monaghan, and it like you just go and say that out there. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But then that brings me on to me bust. So obviously we've spoke there about you know PJ Tour live two top tours, which we know the PJ Tour is the top tour anyway. Yeah. Um, it always has been, and so it should be as well. It's got the best events and the most money, but. 
these announcements, as good as they are for the game of golf and what we're seeing, and I don't want to contradict myself here, it's it's not doing anything to support the DP World Tour, which for years now well, listen, has been the contradi- number two tour. Uh, you're not contradicting yourself. You're just showing that it's not all good. No, exactly. It's not. And the Asian Tour is now being supported by Liv. Yeah, 400 million pumped in and all that. So you've got the International Series, which Patrick Reed played in, and you're getting uh, the, there's going to be an opportunity for Liv players if they want to play more tournaments and they can't get in elsewhere, that they can potentially play the Asian Tour. So the Asian Tour is going from strength to strength and growing through Liv. Yeah. So the PJ Tour are having to change their model because of what Liv are doing. And that model is inadvertently impacting the, P- the DP World Tour. So you're going to have international players from South Africa who would primarily maybe come and play DP World Tour because the money's always been better, the world ranking. They may want to go over to the Asian Tour now because that money may be a little bit better or there may be an opportunity to get more world ranking points if live players start playing Asian Tour as well. So it's just the impact that this has on the DP World Tour. The way it's going, the live players are going to be diluting the field in the Asian Tour. <laughs> <laughs> like the way they're going to slip it's down it, the rankings. Yeah. But we spoke the last couple of weeks about the world ranking points, haven't we? And how, you know... um Ewan got eight points yeah, for winning times, and, oh. and then 10 points. And I, I don't know what it was this week for Thriston Lawrence winning the um, Omega European Masters. But this month of September is a very important month for the for the DP World Tour. And I'll tell you why. It's because you've got five events across five different countries starting this week in Denmark, in the Himmeland. Next week, we've just spoke about the the PJ Championships at Wentworth, which is going yeah. to be essentially a turning point in the in in history we, of golf we really th- we think we think yeah it's potentially we predict but then next the next three weeks after that you've got three real historical events in in regards to the courses that they're playing on so the italian opens the following week at the marco simeone which is going to be the host of the Ryder cup next year you okay. think you'd have more people turn up to that wouldn't you well we don't know the full field yet so no. maybe we will maybe we will get players like Tommy Fleetwood, Tyrrell Hatton getting over there, getting a feel for what it's going yeah. to be like in the for the Ryder Cup. Uh, you, you would expect them to, wouldn't you? Um, a million percent. They're in their off-season. They're already in the, U- if the UK. If you had any thought in your mind of even like being a hopeful as a pick or making it, you'd be there playing. Exactly. So then you've also got the week after, the French Open, which is at Le National. Where the old Ryder Cup venue. Which is the previous Ryder Cup venue, where we had the history of uh, Mollywood and obviously the last time we won the Ryder Cup. And then to finish all that off and to finish September, the fifth one is into Scotland for the Dunhill Links, where you play St. Andrews, Carnoustie, King's Barnes, and then finish at St. Andrews. So if you think of the history of those t- of those golf courses that they're going to be playing on this month, as well as the Wentworth, and then the purses for all of those events is going to be in excess of €20 million. Euros. For those five events, uh, you've obviously got it's the like you've built pitches. that up there to be. Uh, it's amazing, and then like the twenty million up for the full thing. It's like it's just like no. But this is why I'm saying it's important for the DP World Tour this month because, in comparison, in October you've got three events in Spain and one event in Portugal. So four events in October as we conclude the DP World se- season. Then November you've got um, the Net Bank in S- South Africa, and then you've got the DP World Champs. That's all that's left yeah. for this season. So. September is by far, if you take the majors out, offering the most money yeah. for one month. But it's also a historical event and the PJ Tour season's ended. So this could be a catalyst and a start to what the, P- the DP World Tour could be like month in, month out if the additional money 
was yeah, but look, was what, well, so say that then you've got your flagship event, well, you've got flagship courses, you've got amazing things to lure people in, you've got the biggest money that the DP World Tour have to offer in a month. In a month where the PGA Tour are coming and just slamming big events right in the middle to stop, if this was next year, these events, no one would even look twice at these events because of what the PGA Tour are doing. None of your bigger boys, anyway, because then you've got a full. You've got loads of events that you've got to commit to through that fall season where usually they have a bit of downtime. Me bust is considering everything that we've talked about where the DP World Tour is, the biggest issue we've got now is that the top 10 players in the world, the top 10 players on the DP World Tour every season get a PJ Tour card. In addition to world ranking points um, being minimal on the DP World Tour to begin with, you've then got to consider the DP World Tour best 10 players for that season will then go to the PJ Tour. So then you, you have an even even lesser ranked players because your best ones are going to go over. So I get I get the PJ Tour's position is we want the best players to play on one tour so your best players come over here and they can have a piece of the, the pie. But then what does it do to the DP World Tour? The DP World Tour has got five, six, seven feeder tours into the Challenge Tour. Yeah. And then they got the Challenge Tour feeding into the DP World Tour and the DP World Tour feeding into the PJ Tour. There's no denying that the PJ Tour is the best tour in the world and of it's course. where you want to play and you want to play. But there's only an opportunity for 156 players normally to play in them events. So, you know, everyone's not going to get the opportunity to play there. But you can't tell me that there's players in those fields who are better than some players in the DP World Tour, but they're just not getting that opportunity, and it's because it's no. the way it's situated. Like we said last week, they should do like a, a or do the week. You should do like a, a a world tour, world ranking. Sorry for winning an event, you get X amount, yeah, and then strength of field should come into it a little bit, but not be as heavily balanced on the strength of field. The strength of field is I get it. Okay, you're playing against better players. But yeah. like we said, people cut like Wentworth. You're not going to see like if Rory's not guaranteed to win Wentworth just because no. he's number two in the world or whatever. No. no, it's like it's golf. Like you get bad bounces, bad breaks, bad yeah. luck, bad days. There's no denying that the best players in the world right now are playing on the PJ Tour, and they are the best players in the world. There's no denying that. But there is players who are playing around in and around Europe and in Asia who are better than players who are on the PJ Tour now. Well, just look at that uh, Tom Kim. He just comes, bang, straight in. Yeah. Wallop. And I think that's what they're trying to do with the top 10, is to get those best players onto the PJ Tour so you can get there and see the opportunities. Yeah. But there also needs to be a tour, like the DP World Tour needs to have a heavy investment of funds. The same way the PJ Tour have just threw a load of money at their events. Liver obviously throwing a load of money at their events. Liver throwing a load of money at the Asian Tour. I think now we need to see the DP World Tour get that influx of money. But my bust was just based on the fact that Asian Tour is being supported by Liv. Liv have got their own money. PJ Tour have got their own money. I just think that this September is an important time for the DP World Tour because it's got great events on great golf courses uh, for a whole month across no, different yeah. countries and it's a, and, and it's got the best players in the world coming over to play in England for the and I don't know if they're going to play in the Italian Open potentially because they should ride the cup yeah but this is potentially going to give an example of what the DP world could look like if there was more money and more world ranking points for the other events throughout the year 
those top players in Europe on the DP World Tour this season, like Ryan Fox, Adrian Moronk, Ewan Ferguson, obviously Mansell will come on to him later. He hasn't won yet, but he's knocking on the door, isn't he? So, knocking. But these players, the way that they're playing and performing doesn't reflect in the DP World Tour rankings so that when it comes to the DP World Tour Championship or the BMW Championship, not all the best players from the European Tour are playing in those events. No. Because it's flooded by the With top the, By the other events that get that get the DP World rankings as well. Exactly. But anyway. Well, anyway, that was a good old gripe. <laughs> it's just a lot going on, like we said in the introduction of the the podcast this week. There's a lot going on with golf. There's a lot of change. A lot of it is good. I would say 80% for me is good, but then you've just got to make sure that you don't forget about, you talk about the history of the game and, you know, a lot of the best players in the world start on a DP World Tour. Yeah. So it's got to be given the influx of money, the influx of opportunities. And then if the best players in the world still decide to go over to America, then that's fine. Yeah. Because that's where the more money is. But at least give them an opportunity to break into the top 50 or get them automatic places into Definitely. the major championships. Nice. Moving on. Um, it's worth then staying on the tour championships. Yeah. Um, talking about the event itself. Scotty Scheffler, man. He, I know you've got a feel for him, haven't you? A touch. He's been like phenomenal all season. He's, you know, phenomenal all week. Phenomenal all week as well. <laughs> yeah, I think two bogeys in his first 54 holes. And then goes and makes three bogeys in his first six holes. It was just, he was getting away with it Saturday with the driver, wasn't he? A yeah. little bit. There was a couple I seen where I, I think on the, it was either Saturday or, the, Saturday or the Friday, he bloomed one right on a par five and it was over the trees, right? Um, and he even asked there's a hazard over there because he'd never been over there before. Yeah. And then he ends up making a birdie on that hole. He'd done it on the 18th as well, or one of the holes where he winged it so far left, he was sad. All three days he'd done that, put yeah. it in the trees on the left, yeah. So it's like only a couple of other holes where he was just getting, he was just scabbing the driver, getting away with it. But then even like to hear his concession, so to speak, he was like, listen, I'm so humbled to even be playing golf for a living. Yeah. Like, it just makes you love him even more. Yeah, no, he does. Yeah, he's he's one of the... He's a fan favourite, Scotty Shefflin. I've got yeah. a bad word to say about him. No. But I think it's unbelievable that he played with Rory, and Rory start. Well, you know, he bogeyed the first Rory, but then through the first... He's, he then made a couple of birdies, didn't he? And then through seven holes, they were evil. Yeah. They were level. Evil? They weren't evil. <laughs> they were definitely level. Even. Well, yeah, well, it's like... Rory, after his first that first round that he had, when he shot sixty-seven, when he started with a triple, yeah, he said, "I just thought of Tong Young Kim. He started with a quad and won yeah. the tournament, so I just exactly. dug deep, and then he, he ended up shooting. He, had, he only had one par on the front line. He had he had a triple bogey, then he had like a birdie, eagle par, like yeah. bogey birdie birdie. It was a mad one. Yeah, but through through the first three holes on day one, he was ten back. Exactly, and then going into the final round, he was six back. And Rory even said at the end of his, um, at the end of the tournament that he went into the event not really thinking that he could win. There's only seven players who've lost a six-shot, fifty-four hole lead. You know, obviously Greg Norman was the most famous one at the Masters, yeah. wasn't it? Um, but I think everything seemed like he lost his six-shot lead, but then he seemed to compose himself. And then I think fifty fourteen was probably the turning point. Because Rory duff, sort of duffs his chip and fails to get up and down, makes a bogey, and then Scotty Scheffler's got a one-shot lead then with four holes to play. And then Rory, out of nowhere, cans like a 30-footer. Oh, that left bomb to on right 15. swing on 15, just drops in. And it's like, wow. 
uh, back to back to all square, and then sixteen. It's the crowd as well with that. The Rory just goes and yeah. gets the ball at the hole, and Sheffield's like sort of standing there, like he's probably getting electrified. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's it, it, like, yeah. That's it. Like and then, it was unbelievable. And then obviously, it sort of reminiscent of was it two thousand nineteen where Rory at that bunk shot holds out on sixteen for a two. So Rory on 16 puts his drive in the same bunker and you're thinking, oh my God, this is going to happen again. Then he just airmails one like 30 yards over the green, gets up and down out of nowhere. I don't know how he's got up and down from there. It was an unbelievable chip. And then Scotty Scheffler on the same hole as sort of, it's a it's a poor tee shot and done his best to get at the front bunker and then just plays a poor chip, doesn't get up and down. And then you go to 18, same things happens. He puts a second shot in the bunker plays a poor bunker shot. And I think just those those happened for him at the wrong time yeah. while Rory was still... Well, even But even Rory, like you could see the nerves when he's coming down 18. He's obviously nailed one off the tee. And then he's like snap-hooked one, like Galleryville. That, well, that's, if that doesn't hit the guy, if the gallery's not there, that far iron probably goes, I don't know, 30 yards left. And, and then he's, he's got a lot, and then he's chipping back towards the water. Then anywhere where downhill. his drop got, he could just, he was chipping... Up deal, like, and then yeah, it was that. It was down down the green. Like, yeah, don't what he needs Sheffler to do. Miss. But that's a, with with the Scotty Scheffler chip. Scotty's in the right hand bunker, and I know he's got to cover one bunker, but it's all uphill, yeah. so he can be aggressive. But he doesn't need to be that aggressive if he leaves it six foot short of the pin. He's still got an uphill put, yeah, to take it to a playoff potentially because he knew Rory had an impossible chip by flying it over. You're leaving yourself with an impossible chip pretty much, and you've seen that you have to just tap it, and obviously made the par in the end, tied for second with Sun Jim, but. Um, yeah. I expected more from Xander like over the weekend. Like he got, he, he finished like Birdie Birdie Eagle, didn't he? On, yeah. on the Friday, was it to get himself two back within two? Yeah, the tournament on our hands without. And we know his history as well. Like, Xander, so, least, like I think, yeah. I don't think he's ever he's never shot over, over in the seventies there. No, he never shot over par. No, and then he has a final round where he's just like lackluster, wasn't he? Yeah, I think that's it. I think a lot of the players and Rory was honest about this were resigned to the fact that how good Scotty Scheffler is as a player. You give him a six-shot lead, it's and over. That, that's over. Yeah. But then you've got to look at it like Rory gets himself to three under through seven after bogey in the first. Scheffler is three over through seven, and that's it. You're done. Like, that yeah. can happen. Well, we spoke about that, didn't we? Saying yeah. It could easily happen, but yeah. Rory, it was all the, the, the putter, wasn't it? It was 116 foot worth of putts on the Sunday. Well, yeah. Well, it, it's a complete opposite to what happened at the Open. The Open, yeah, exactly. Like, I think he, he held four four puts outside the 10 foot on Sunday and didn't hold a single one outside 10 foot on him um, Sunday. Just, like, as you say, it just, just shows you you'd have your good days, you'd have your bad days, but he's t- took his golf to another level there, hasn't he? By yeah. surpassing Tiger Woods by being the only person to win three well, FedEx champions and he earned me a little 110 quid as well. There you go. I had a 10 on him at 10 to 1 after he bogeyed the first. <laughs> Lovely. Nice one, nice one, nice one. Yeah, no, but that, that concludes the... Um, PJ Tour for the yeah. season. It's been an unbelievable season, hasn't it? When you look back at, um, obviously, again, another whole host of superstars coming through the ranks who we're going to see a lot more of next season. A million percent. Um, again, there's probably going to be some DP World Tour players who will make the transition over. We know at the beginning of the season, Lucas Herbert got his card, Aaron Wright got his cards, um, Van Royen got his cards, Higo won a couple of events and started playing. and. They've transitioned over to the European Tour. He just went off the boil, didn't he? He come on. Well, we'll come on to the President's Cup a bit later, but I think he's potentially by... This is why it doesn't always work. He's potentially very comfortable on the DP World Tour. Just see your season out. And although, okay, you're not going to earn as much money as you would, but Higo 
went over and won a time PGA, sort of thing. Won, went over, won a PGA Tour event. He's only 19, so he's won two DP World Tour events in the space of three weeks. Goes over, wins a PGA Tour event. Gets week. into like, yeah, gets into like the top 30 in the world or whatever he was. I don't think he got into the top 20, did he? But he was around the top yeah, 30. Yeah, he was flying though, wasn't he? And then like, he's just sort of went off the board. That's somebody who, if he'd have stayed on the DP World Tour throughout the season, could have potentially got three or four wins. He was chatting going back into play Sunshine and all that. Well, this is what I mean, but he's potentially one of the first names that you put on the list for the President's Cup and I don't yeah. even is he even on there he's not on the on the, on the uh, top 8 that there you go automatically qualified no so that's and then again that's why it's not always it's always it's good if you get the opportunity to go to the PGA Tour because it's got the world ranking points and it's got the money but at that age it's not always the best thing for you and we're seeing that with the Hoy Guards well, it's well, a gamble they've... isn't it it's like the Seamus Power thing like you go you get your top 25 week 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 after week after yeah. week, after week that you get your card yeah like that's the dream story isn't it it Where is yeah like... well how often does that happen no it doesn't but it it like it's it could be better to just like if the Hoy like Guards 250 over water into wind it doesn't happen often but you but just can you nail see it don't you the Hoy Guard brothers are what 20 21 yeah he goes 20 do you know what I mean they are three players who if they would have I know the Hoy Guards have played the majority of the DP World Tour, but they've gone over and had to go with the PJ Tour as well, haven't they? Through a couple invites. of goes. Yeah. I think Rasmus, I don't think Nikolai has, has he? Or has yeah, Nikolai has, yeah. played a couple, yeah. They've both, yeah. Had, they've both been over there. So, understand the reasons to going over there because oh, the yeah, opportunities are there. But, you know, if them three stay on the DP World Tour throughout the season... A couple more wins. You could have been like four or five time winner. Yeah. And then you really are like... The Huygard brothers, then uh, I know they're being spoken about being Ryder Cup players for next season because of how good they are. But you'd be thinking, like, guaranteed, probably uh, one of the first names on the list. Even at that age. even in the automatic like qualifications already, yeah. like like at this it, early stage. Sort exactly, of thing. yeah, exactly, yeah. So I think, yeah, um, it's just me having another gripe about the the DP World. DP World. Moving on to then the the LPJ tour. There's a bit of yeah. history, um, and and two. Two elements on the PGA Tour, the CP Women's Open in, in Canada. 12-year-old Lucy Lynn, Monday qualified for I've the event. I've seen she was getting autographs off all the players. Well, yeah, she said she she said in an interview, I'm really excited and I'm just hoping I can get some autographs. So basically, she's turned up as a fan. She's only she 12, is, yeah. bless her. You know, 12, mate. 12 years of age. She's a kid. So turning up and she's LPGA. My cousin's little kid's 12 there. I can't even <laughs> imagine anywhere near it. It's mad, isn't it? I know, but the, the LPGA Tour... Um, Done a video of a swing as well, and she absolutely rips it, doesn't Seen she? It, yeah. Missed the cut, um, but obviously she's like you say, she stuck around and got some autographs and got to meet a player, so that's gonna stand it in good stead. But she Did becomes she qualified the or get a, or get an invite. No, Monday qualified. That is so sick. Yeah, she Monday qualified because that's what good thing about these opens is they have Monday qualifying, don't yeah. they? So we should be seeing more of these. I know there's it, the days of opens are gone now. It's all about in and your right to play, but you you miss out on stories like this yeah. with the with the Monday qualifying. Seamus Power was a Monday qualifier and ends up getting his card. So them, Great, them type of stories. So there's always spec for it. But then obviously uh, into the tournament, and obviously I know she, she missed the cut and we'll hopefully be seeing a lot more of her as she gets older and gets a bit more mature and potentially could be one of the, the biggest names in golf, really, for the women's thing, if she's doing that at that age. So, of course, yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, Paula Rito of South Africa. Nice. Uh, 157th start on the LPGA Tour and had to fend off Lydia Cole and Nelly Corder to get her first ever win. Didn't make it easy for her. No, didn't make it easy for her. And she did say that she felt the nerves, obviously, as you would. It's, yeah. You know, your first time in there. She said, I was really nervous, especially I started pulling a few shots, but I told myself, okay, just stay in the moment and breathe. You go through all those things and you think it will help. 
So she's obviously just tried to stay present. Stay present, yeah. Yeah, exactly. How, uh, how old is she, Joe? Uh, don't know age, no. Um, but she's been around for a while. I think she's like... She played 157 events. She yeah, to... I think she was outside the top 160 in the world going into the event. Right. But um, she became the second winner from South Africa this season. Obviously, we know Ashley Boyer won the Open this oh, year yeah. in, the, in like yeah. the 12-0 playoff or whatever it was <laughs> in the... Um, in the in the Open Championship, but she becomes the fourth LPGA Tour winner from South Africa overall. So quite a historic um, yeah. title for her, really. Um, Sally Little, obviously, she's a legend on the 15 wins on the LPGA Tour. Bua, who got one, and Leanne Pace, who also is a one-time winner. So she joins a catalogue of yeah, yeah. players there. So um, she's also the eighth first-time winner on the PGA, LPGA Tour this season. And this is the fourth consecutive first time winner, which hasn't been done since two thousand and five. Wow! So it just shows you there. Um, shows you that there's a lot of new, fresh talent coming through that can obviously hang hang with the world's yeah. best. So it's and what you're seeing, interesting, though, isn't it? What you're seeing as well as like Nelly Corders came second there. She won at the Aramco last week. So these top players are always in. If they're not winning, they're always in the top five, top ten, aren't they? Yeah. Um. So you know the the top players in the world are always up there, but just shows how difficult it is to win events. A million percent. Mm-hmm. Well, it just shows that anyone like it gives confidence to people who are maybe haven't won to spare the one thing. Like they're only human. Like you can beat them. You can you can win. Exactly. Yeah. If yeah. it's your week, it's your week, isn't it? It's just getting into those events and proving it. Um. And then obviously staying on the scene of South African winners. Mega European Masters, yeah. Thurston yeah. gets a second win. His quality first win beginning of the season was the tournament that got cut to 36 holes, wasn't it? Ah, yeah, it that was. was. A break on scene, it qualified for the open through that way. And we I were talking about yeah, it, wasn't yeah. we? So, um, no, great to see him. Obviously, again, he, he's gone with a three shot lead into the final. Was it three, three or four shot lead going into the final round? Yeah, I think it was a three shot lead going into the final round, and obviously, eventually, Matt Wallace catches him. Um, it was three and three because he shot sixty six, Matt Wallace, and he yeah. shot sixty nine. So he was, and he, he finished tired. Yeah, finished tired. Yeah, so going to a playoff. Yeah, yeah. So do you know what? When it when Wallace half like one bounce chipped it in on the first, you think uh, it's it's going to be his day. This yeah. But then that Thurston, like on the ninth, played this flop shot, but like it only required a little dink, and he'd like flopped it up and it went in. And like you know, just to try that sort of shot at that stage of the game with so much at stake, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, it was. But it was good to see him win. Like it's, it's a playoff. Like Wallace was put in the playoff. Like what was that thing? <laughs> it was. It was just pure pure nerves. Just probably not, not used pull. to being in that position for a while as well. He's a five time. Is he a four time winner? He was going for his fifth win, wasn't he? Yeah, four time. But it's been a while since he's won on the DP World but Tour. So. It was a five footer straight forward, and he's missed the whole hole by about a hole. <laughs> exactly. Like Scotty Scheffler on seventeen. Though. Exactly. Scotty yeah. Scheffler missed it by two holes to the right, didn't he? So. Yeah. It's um the pressure can get to your card. Of but course, yeah. What's interesting about Matt Wallace as well is he decided not to play in the Corn Ferry Finals to try and get his PJ Tour card this year, right? Um, and to come back over to the DP World Tour and fact check this, but I believe one <laughs> of the reasons that is because he fancies his chances to get one of the top ten cards to get over to the PJ Tour next year. So hopefully, where I'm talking about it not being a good thing if it drags a few of the players over. To, a different to, route. A different route. To Could get a few that. more Americans, like younger Americans, like the way Kepka came through that route. Sean Crocker's coming through that route. Yeah. Like get get a few of them over and maybe get a good bit of golf out of them. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But listen, when you talk about knocking on the door there, Richie Mansell going in. Yeah, playing, coming in, in. Playing in that final group now, he's like, 
he's he's elevated that's that the level. Next step, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he is. He's at that level now, definitely. And when you look at his game, he's what he's missed out by two shots there. Um, and I suppose all golfers can say that, but he can probably go back throughout the week and think, oh yeah, like that. It, it he could have won this week again. Oh. So whereas last week when he was up there, he sort of had a had a disappointing final round and ended up like twentieth or something. And then the, it was cut, wasn't it? Three days. Exactly. Yeah. So it's. I think, I think this. It, it is coming, and he tweeted out saying that he is knocking on the door, and it is coming. So I think million percent. Yeah, I think just keep. Hopefully, he does enough this week. He doesn't need to, to get... change anything. No, like he just needs to keep doing what he's doing, not force it, not get frustrated, and it will come. Yeah, because one thing he's doing is he's rolling the putter well. Like he's, yeah. he's holding a lot of putts. Few putts going in. Yeah, them. exactly. So I think. Um, yeah, watch this space with Richards, and, and um, I think we, we're going we're gonna to see him win. If he wins Himmelins, that'll get him into the BMW, so that'll be an amazing That's sick. amazing step up for him. And then, obviously, playing the BMW, you know, he's, he's potentially going to be playing the DP World Tour Finals then, so yeah. that will definitely elevate his world rankings, his DP World standing, and obviously, you've got to think of the Ryder Cup And then he'll be year. going straight to the PJ Tour. <laughs> Bye-bye, Rich. See you later, Rich. <laughs> um, that concludes the golf that we've got um, from last week then. So a couple of tournaments to look at this week, uh, starting with the Maiden Himmeland um, event. Well, yeah, I thought we'd move on straight on to that as we were just talking about Rich doing it. And what a little thing I was thinking about there was when Rich needed to finish top 10 in that event, in all them three events, he upped his game. Yeah. His game rose then. Yeah. So now a little bit of added motivation that he needs to win this to get into Wentworth. Yeah. It'd be like, I think he's going to do it. Yeah. I really do. I do. I think when you consider how well he's playing, um, you know, and you look at the field this week, most players who are in this week at Wentworth are not going to be playing make, making this this event here. So it's a, it's it's, it's, a, it's pretty much the same field, isn't it, as, as last week? Yeah. you've got you and Ferguson. He's he's playing. Well, Pablo Rathabal's got... back, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Thorbjorg Olsson, who hasn't been playing, he's back this week. Um, you've got a couple. Obviously, as you would expect, it's all in the Denmark, Danish, yeah. all the Danish lads are there. So, Hilly Kittle, you've got um, Thomas Bjorn's playing as well. Two Hoygaards. No, two Hoygaards, yeah. And then you've got um, Oliver Hunderball, who we spoke about when he was obviously at the Kazoo. Yeah. Um, kazoo events, nearly nearly won that. Really good talent. He's, I think he's second in the Race to Mallorca Challenge Tour still. So, yeah, you've got them guys turning up. And obviously, um, Tom Gandhi's got in as well. Um, he he wasn't in last week, but he's he's got a start as well. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. And it's Himmeland. It's in Faso, Denmark. It's six thousand six hundred and eighty-six yards, par seventy-one. So it's. Mm, I think we we'll see a low one again. Yeah, well, you were right this week, weren't you? Because yeah. you said that you'd see a low one, and it's, it definitely was. But I, I think, think the way these hit it now, I mean, you can you can always say about like. Elements of the course, the trees and the, the water can catch people out. And there was, a, there was a lot of water, but how accurate they are now and the way that they pick certain lines, they always take that out of play unless yeah. it's a really bad shot. So the best players who are executing the shots the best will always put it in the spot they want to put it on. And then they've only got, they've got, enough, score, they? got scoring clubs in the hand then. So they are constantly going to be in and around the, yeah. the top of the leaderboard. Luke Donald's playing. Great. Which is good to see the, uh, the Ryder Cup captain. So he'll be looking out. For um, players for the Ryder Cup, to yeah, play. no, you're right, like especially playing in Denmark with the rise of Danish golf. Robert McIntyre is playing as we, <laughs> as we spoke to um, 
and just Carly about the yeah. Raza Danish golf and like everyone could put bursting through and he was talking about like Beregard and Hilly Kiddle and all these players yeah. to add to the Hoygaard. It's like to see to not see a Danish winner, I think the Danish community would be pretty disappointed. <laughs> you think? <laughs> uh, Rich has got this. I in just the thought then how could how can I say this like Mark and say it? <laughs> No, Rich has got this in the bag, definitely. He has. He has, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to watching this one again. It's the last chance for them to try and get into the BMW champs, those who've not already exempt to play in it. So, yeah. you know, hopefully Rich gets there, but you've got Ewan's already... Has Ewan got in the BMW? I'm pretty sure he would have. I think You can't win twice and not get in, can you, surely, Rolex? I've not looked at the entry list yet because it's next week. But... He's not on the poster, like. <laughs> We'll have a look. We'll have a look and we'll come back next week, yeah. So, um, should we move on to Liv or have you got President's Cup? I've got, I've just literally got the standings as they are now. Okay. Um, so, basically, as is, the President's Cup is Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantley, Jean de Schoffle, Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, Tony Fino, and six picks to be announced on the 7th of September. Okay. Yeah. And the international team is Cameron Smith, Hideki Matsuyama, Sunjay Im, Joachim Neiman, Tom Kim, Corey Connors, Adam Scott, Mito Pereira. They have eight and then they've got four picks announced on the 6th of September. It's like, why not like make it like a thing? Do it together. Like a live thing and just like do it together, yeah? Well, at, what's going to be interesting then over the next couple of weeks is the three names you've mentioned there. Um, Pereira, Cameron Smith, all the yeah. um could potentially be jumping ship if the rumours are correct, which then what does that do? So I'd be interested to, we'll come back to that um, in a couple of weeks' time when the picks have been made and when we know what's happening with the live transfers and then we can um, get back into we it. We can have a good chat as we build that up. That's starting the 22nd, isn't it? Yeah. 22nd to the 24th, is it? Not too sure. Yeah, I think it is. So we'll come back to that anyway. I just know that the inaugural one was in 1994. It was President Gerald R. Ford at the Robin Tent, Robert Trent Jones Golf Club in Gainesville, Virginia. Thanks for that. That's what I know. Thanks for that. Hail Irwin. We promise you we'll be back with more than that. We'll next get time. more information than that. <laughs> but I didn't when I said the President's Cup, I only actually it's actually in honor of the President. Wow. I didn't even clock that. Fucking hell. Joe Biden just rocking up like her guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you know that the Ryder Cup is named after Sam Ryder, like Samuel Ryder? Do you know that? Well, I knew that because we've done loads of research on it last time, but I just didn't realise it was actually every president. So what did you think it was for? I just thought that's what the name of it was. Oh, yeah? Okay. That's fine. It's like it's a prestigious president to play in it. Prestigious president. Pepper. Um, Diplo, right. Diplo, Diplo, though performing every night, every night, yeah, shut up, yeah, one make one kiss is all it takes. That's Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa, is it? <laughs> Who's Diplo then? <laughs> I don't know, but he's 11 time Grammy Award. Oh, Diplo, he's worked with, Beyond, with the likes of Beyonce and Katy Perry. Oh, Diplo, I know, yeah, he's a DJ, Diplo, Diplo. Featuring Julie Ju- <laughs> for one kiss, no? <laughs> right, anyway, moving on. The International Golf Club, home to the Yoga Golf Dad, our Shout friend. out Ronan. Lynch. Shout out Ronan, yeah. 
Well, he, when he sent us the scorecard, it was 8,000 and odd yards. I'm very surprised at this yardage, less than 7,000 past Like 17. he was chatting some of the greens were that big that you'd host a country on there and that. Well, I've seen a story, like the greens, some of them are ridiculous. Well, like why, how come they're playing it? What, what yards are they playing it at? 6,944. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's the chance to... Maybe it's because... Because Ronan did say the reason that they don't get big events there is because of how the greens are and how difficult it is. Like, like the course records, I think it's a par 74, isn't it? But this is a par 70, so it's knocking four shots off straight away. All oh, right, okay. But then you've also got, it's knocking over a thousand yards off. Yeah, it makes sense. So it's like counteracting each other. Exactly. But then I think maybe it's because they need to give them shorter irons in because the greens are so undulating and so big. You was it something to do with the pin positions? Well, it was it was something to do with the greens are so big and so undulating that yeah. you can easily five put a green. And I think it, the isn't well, that we love to see at the drama. I love to see at the drama. Yeah, can't wait to see what comes to live <laughs> as a whole. <laughs> but what I, I what I want to know is I want to know who the forty eight are that are going to be playing it. Well, yeah, it's a pain. Imagine them seven come. What happens to your likes of like your all your. Asian players that no one really knows. So no, they're good. This is what I was talking about earlier about the what Liver doing with the Asian tour, the in, Asian international series that was going on. Three players qualified for Live, so there's an incentive to do well in the international series to get into this Live event to have a chance to state your claim on Live. Well, exactly. Well, um, like Hayden was talking about, like looking at potential routes because he was on the Euro Pro last year. He's been practicing, just getting his his his, his eye in this year, like. Iron up a few events for next year, playing a bit of clutch. And he was talking about the live way through. It's, a, I mean, the Asian tour way through, and you actually get into live if you get an invite. It's like, yeah, surely they've got to should have like an invite team, shouldn't they? I think this is only for this year, though, because next year, once you've got the 48 established, they won't be having it. Oh, no, but they're making a, a like a a second live, right? Like, okay. a, like a corn ferry version of live where you play and that and you get relegated out your 48 and you get pr- promoted. Oh, okay, is that what they're doing? Fact check that. I know, I thought they nah, were doing corn it. Corn ferry said that. I ain't flushing it said that. <laughs> corn ferry said that. Lad. What is going on? What time is it? It's too early. We've never done one this early. We haven't, no, but at least we're um, prepared. Yeah. So, look, obviously, you know, interesting to see who the 48 are to start with. Interesting to see how the draft, because the draft's in two days. So they've got to announce the field of 48 pretty soon. Yeah. Interesting to see who the next batch of players are who are going to play in this one at Boston. Um, you know, and then we've got Chicago next, followed by Bangkok, followed by Jeddah in Saudi Arabia, and then finish the finals in Miami, which is all going to conclude at the end of October. So what I meant, it's it's a really good time for golf because what we've got is... We've but it was got... all perfectly placed out the PJ Tour's way. Yeah, exactly. And then now the PJ Tour have just gone on top of Liv, meh, have that. Yeah. Which is like trying to bury you. Well, this is it. You know, it's it's a, it's a real challenge, this Liv Golf to the PJ Tour, isn't it? Because yeah, players, the sign them, good players, and the format is going to be an eye-opener for some golfers. We won't know whether this is going to be a success or not until ne- the end of next year. When we know exactly, if nothing's come out of it, Mordo's gone into the PJ Tour, hasn't it? So exactly, it is basically good, isn't it? Exactly, so, yeah. That's so. No, um, yeah. As always, we hope you enjoyed the show, um, and we'll be back next week to talk more 
live more DP World Tour. But just before we do, I just want to say about how the position that golf is in at the moment. We've got five really good events. Look forward to on a DP World Tour in September, plus two live events. We've got the PGA Tour, PGA Tour starting up again in a couple of weeks' time. We've also got live concluding in October to see how that works with the uh, the team match play because it's going to be in the seed. As we spoke about yeah, a couple yeah, of weeks yeah. ago, and then in November we've got the DP World Tour finals. Um, There's loads going on, isn't it? Then we get to see Tiger again in the December through the PNC. Him and Charlie will be doing that again. That's well, always Lacan a good event. was hoping for three or four events, wasn't he? Exactly. So we might so. even see him beforehand, and then Century Tournament Champions in January, and then we go again. So it's 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 great to see the variety right across the board. I think, and I just hope that the PJ Tour gets that investment, that influx, so that we can see some of the top European tour players playing on the tour and protecting the tour, really. million percent. But um, golf is in a very good space and we'll continue to talk about it. So until next time, we'll see you all soon. Ciao. Thanks.